Welcome to the Story Forest, original tales for curious and adventurous children. When a goblin bursts into the castle and steals the tree on Christmas Eve, Princess Isabel and her friends have to find a way to get the trees back from a mountain full of grumpy goblins. Can they save Christmas in time? Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Score and vocals by Zoe McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Grumpy Goblins Princess Isabel knew which day it was the very moment she woke up. There was a tingling, excited feeling all over her and she could smell the pine tree in the corner of her room. It was Christmas Eve! Princess Isabel thought she had never been so excited in her whole life. She got out of bed and dressed as quickly as she could in her most Christmassy adventure clothes. Some very dark blue trousers, a warm fluffy white jumper and a big cosy red cloak. She looked around her room covered in lights with the Christmas tree and her lovely old wooden nativity set in the corner. She looked at the shepherds and the wise men all gathered together in happiness and she smiled. It really was Christmas tomorrow. She rushed out of the room, ran down the stairs and into the breakfast room where she ran to give her King Daddy and Queen Mummy a very big hug each. Merry Christmas Eve, she said loudly and they laughed. Are you a little bit excited, Princess Isabel? King Daddy asked. And Princess Isabel grinned, then took her seat and helped herself to some cereal. Do you have, Queen Mummy started to say, but as she did so, the door burst open and someone or something marched in. It was about as tall as Princess Isabel, had greenish skin, very large ears and feet and huge blue eyes and it marched straight into the room, crossed past them and picked up their Christmas tree. Before any of them had the chance to say, hey, or that's our Christmas tree, he was gone, slamming the door closed behind him. Queen Mummy, King Daddy and Princess Isabel looked at each other in shock. Then King Daddy shrugged and lifted his spoon as though to say, this can wait until after breakfast. Princess Isabel followed suit, but when she had hungrily spooned down the last of her cereal, she stood to her feet. Right, she said decisively. What even was that? A goblin, King Daddy said mildly, and I think a rather grumpy one. And why did he take our Christmas tree? Princess Isabel demanded, but King Daddy just shrugged. There's a Christmas adventure for you, Princess Isabel. It's your mission to find out and get it back, of course. Right, Princess Isabel said, a bit surprised. Well, can you tell me anything else about goblins? King Daddy looked up at her, then spoke. Well, they're crafty and clever and good at getting things done. 
fairly often grumpy, I'm afraid. Oh, and they all look different. We saw that green chap, but they can be all sorts of colours, shapes and sizes. And dragons, Queen Mummy said, stirring her porridge. They're good at getting rid of dragons. Oh, yes, of course. They live in the mountains, so they have to protect their homes from dragons rather a lot. Right, Princess Isabel said with a frown. How on earth was she meant to get the Christmas tree back from these goblins? One thing was for sure, she definitely wasn't going to do it on her own. Princess Isabel bounded out of the room and ran down towards the stables. But as she zoomed through the castle, she noticed something strange. Every single Christmas tree was gone. The big one in the hall, the small one in the kitchen, and even, when she ran up to check, the one in her room. And when she opened the castle door, there was another surprise. There were people gathered outside, looking sad and cross and scared, and they quickly told her that goblins had stolen their Christmas trees too. It seemed that every Christmas tree in the city had been taken. Princess Isabel gulped. It seemed they had a much larger problem than she had first thought. She told all of the people that she was going to sort it out and, hoping that was true, went to find her friends. When Ulred the Unicorn and Harriet the Hare heard about the problem, they got ready very quickly and it wasn't long before all three friends were riding out into the cold winter air and heading for the mountains. Even though the Christmas trees had been stolen and they were going to look for hundreds of grumpy goblins, the fresh air and the bright sunshine on the snowy ground outside made Princess Isabel smile and laugh, her breath making clouds come from her mouth. Harriet the Hare and Ulred the Unicorn told Princess Isabel all about what they did at Christmas growing up, from the Hare's early morning Boxing Day races to the unicorn's tradition to hardly get out of bed on that same day. It was very interesting and the journey went quickly. The air got colder as they moved toward the mountains. The trees thickened into forests and they climbed upwards, looking for somewhere where the goblins could be. When Princess Isabel looked back, she could see the city behind her looking rather small. Look! Harriet the Hare's voice said, look carefully at that rock face. There's something different about it. Princess Isabel looked and the Hare was right. There was a rock face that, now she looked at it, was carved. She jumped off Ulred the Unicorn's back and moved closer. She gasped. The rock was carved with Hundreds and hundreds of goblin shapes. Goblins all doing different things. This must be the place. She lifted her hand and she knocked. Really, her fist shouldn't have made much noise at all. But the moment her hand touched the rock, a massive booming sound echoed out all around them. When it had finally faded away, the doors swung open revealing a dark, empty passage into the mountain. There was nothing for it. Princess Isabel gulped and 
followed closely by her friends, stepped inside. With every step, the world seemed to get darker, but Princess Isabel kept going, putting her arm on Ulred the Unicorn's side for courage. When they had gone a little way from the door, a loud sound rang out again, and then behind them, the doors closed. They were in pitch black darkness. And then light erupted all around them. They blinked and their eyes gradually adjusted and they saw a small orange goblin that looked rather like a very large toad in front of them. And then Princess Isabel saw something else that made her even more determined. A trail of pine needles on the floor. Hello, she said. We're sorry for barging in, but we have come to get our Christmas trees back, please. The goblin looked at them with large, round eyes. Follow me, he said eventually, and turned and hopped further down the corridor. Princess Isabel looked at her friends, shrugged, and followed the frog-like goblin down several passages and through twists and turns until they came out into a huge cavern filled with light. In the middle of it were hundreds and hundreds of Christmas trees looking like a magical sparkling forest covered in decorations and lights. Around the outside was the strangest sight that Princess Isabel had ever seen. Goblins of all shapes and sizes and colours, from ones that looked like giraffes to crocodiles to beavers to strange old men and walking rugs. And at the head of the hall, sitting on a plush and enormous throne, was a tall goblin with deep purple skin, a magnificent crown and long green hair. Excuse me, Princess Isabel called, and the noise of the goblins everywhere suddenly stopped. Everyone looked at Princess Isabel. She did her very deepest curtsy. Pardon my intrusion, but I have come to take back the Christmas lights that belong to my people. I am Princess Isabel. The goblins stared at her until finally the goblin on the throne spoke. Princess Isabel was surprised to hear a womanly voice. And how do you intend to carry the trees home, Princess Isabel? The goblins laughed and Princess Isabel felt her face go red, but she spoke nevertheless. Considering the goblins stole the trees, I would hope you could bring them back, she sighed. Why did you take them anyway? The goblin queen looked at her and pressed her fingers together. Think of Christmas, Princess Isabel. Think of scurrying elves, of flying reindeer, of fairies on trees and partridges on pear trees. Okay. The Goblin Queen had paused and Princess Isabel felt she had to say something. What you do not think about is goblins. The Goblin Queen stood and started to walk across the long hall to Princess Isabel. 
We are entirely excluded from the festive season, but this year we have changed that. From now on, goblins will steal the Christmas trees every Christmas Eve. How festive! She gave Princess Isabel a smile that let Princess Isabel know that it wasn't festive at all. Princess Isabel frowned. Right, I see. But surely you want the tradition to be something good. I'm sure we can think of something like like a goblin cake or, or goblin games. Oh, it's too late for all of that now. The goblin queen didn't seem very disappointed. I think we've made quite the impression. Princess Isabel couldn't help but agree. Who was going to make a goblin cake when a goblin had stolen their Christmas tree earlier that day? But then there was a noise, a scurrying, scattering noise, and an enormous goblin appeared in a doorway behind Princess Isabel. Dragons! it called and its voice echoed around the chamber. Heading for the city, five of them! Five? the Goblin Queen said, furrowing her magnificent purple brow. They're hunting for treasure then! They must have seen the sparkles from the Christmas trees, Your Majesty, a goblin said from beside her and they have come looking for treasure. Princess Isabel's heart thudded in her chest. Five dragons heading for her city, and she wasn't even there, and Harriet wasn't either to try to speak to them. Before she knew it, Princess Isabel had leapt onto a stone that made her stand tall in the chamber so all of the goblins could see her. My father, King Daddy, says that goblins are wise and clever creatures, that you are good at getting things done and good at dealing with dragons. She took a breath, deciding to leave out the part King Daddy had said about their being grumpy. Why should such marvellous creatures be remembered at Christmas as thieves and spoil sports? Around the room, she could see some goblin faces frowning. Good. Instead, why not be our very own Christmas Eve heroes? Show us your cleverness and prove to us your kindness. And when you do, I can assure you that goblins will be remembered at Christmas in this kingdom for hundreds of years to come. There was a silence. And then there was a clap. And then the goblins were roaring and clapping and stomping. Princess Isabel felt a rush of relief. The queen goblin held up her hand. Silence! she shouted. And she got it. You speak well, princess. We have no time to lose. Princess Isabel felt her heart beat faster again. The goblin queen was right. How would they ever get there in time? But the goblin queen hadn't finished speaking yet. 
Open up the great goblin slide, she ordered. And the goblins scurried to work, moving rocks and large pieces of wood, until there was a huge hole in the floor, leading onto a long, long slide of snow and ice that went all the way down the mountain. Princess Isabel grinned, and goblins appeared with long, large sledges that they all climbed on. Princess Isabel, Ulred the Unicorn and Harriet the Hare climbed on too. And before they could think about it, they were whizzing down the mountain. So fast, Princess Isabel could hardly see and cold, cold wind hit her face. And before she knew it, they were landing just outside the city. Princess Isabel looked up. The dragons were circling overhead. The goblins wasted no time. The Queen Goblin gave orders and Princess Isabel watched as the goblins split up into five groups, each with a mixture of different sized goblins and each, she noticed, carrying some very large snowballs. Princess Isabel and Harriet the Hare climbed onto Ulrith the Unicorn's back to get a better view of what was going on the goblins were behaving very strangely. They watched a group that had gone round to the east of the city and had stopped. The goblins started throwing two of the smallest ones into the air where they flipped and span, waving their arms and shouting. What could they be doing? Princess Isabel looked up to where the dragons were circling and now she saw that one dragon was distracted too. The goblins were thrown up into the air again and again until one of the dragons suddenly changed its course and swerved towards the group of goblins, opening its mouth wide as though to eat a goblin. Immediately, the goblins stopped throwing the little ones and lifted two strong, muscular goblins who each held an enormous snowball. And as the dragon dived, they threw their snowballs with all their might. One of them missed completely, but the other sailed towards the dragon and went straight into its mouth. The dragon gave a shriek and pulled up from its dive, coughing and spluttering and shuddering, then flew off into the distance. Nicely done! Princess Isabel turned in surprise to see that the Goblin Queen was standing next to her. You know dragons breathe fire. They can't stand the snow going inside. It knocks them out for a day or so. A bit like a very bad cold. Princess Isabel nodded in wonder and started to watch the other goblins luring the dragons to them and finally throwing snowballs into their mouths. One more was gone and then another and then the last two remaining dragons swooped at the goblins at the same time and both reared up coughing and then flew away. From the city came a cheer and clapping and lots and lots of noise. 
Princess Isabel knew it was the moment to act and steered Ulred the Unicorn to a point on the city walls where everyone could see her. Listen, please, everyone, she called. The goblins have risked their lives to rescue us from a dreadful attack. She paused and took a deep breath. And they too live in this kingdom. This morning they took our Christmas trees because they felt left out and that made them sad. Suddenly, the thought of the nativity set in her room came to Princess Isabel's mind of all the people welcoming the baby together. And Christmas is for celebrating together, whether you're old or young or a human or a goblin or a king or a shepherd or anyone. Christmas should bring us all together. So, to say thank you to the goblins for rescuing us today, I would like each family to invite some goblins for Christmas Eve tea today and every year from now on. And she thought wildly about what else she could do. And every Christmas tree should have an ornament in the shape of a goblin on it from now on too. We still don't have any Christmas trees, a voice from the crowd shouted and Princess Isabel frowned. Ah, oh, well, the goblins will bring them back, right? She turned to look at the goblin queen, who had a turquoise tear in her eye. The queen nodded, and Princess Isabel smiled. And then the rest of the day was a wild, amazing party. The goblins had, in the midst of their snatching, taken careful notes from where each tree had come. So, after sledging them down the hill, they returned them to each household and were welcomed inside for treats. Soon, a mixture of human and goblin songs could be heard in the streets, and shouts as the goblins taught the people their strange and wonderful party games. Princess Isabel invited the Queen of the Goblins and her three children to the castle. There, the Queen of the Goblins and Queen Mummy couldn't stop chatting, and King Daddy got down on all fours to give the three little goblins horseback rides. Next, Princess Isabel told them stories of all her adventures, and they sat wide-eyed until one of the girl goblins declared that she wanted to be Princess Isabel when she grew up. Cook served a marvellous meal of pies and delicious vegetables and creamy mashed potato, and the goblins ate hungrily and declared it was the best Christmas Eve dinner they had ever had. Then the Queen of the Goblins asked her little boy to sing, and he sang a beautiful carol that was so sweet and lovely that even Princess Isabel found herself crying. As the frost creeps slow and silver across ice and tree and sky As the snowflakes fall and glitter and the frost reaches low and high My heart longs for the bright fireside For the faces all aglow, for the friends and the family The love and laughs I know Oh
Here we gather to the fireside. Here we greet in small and cold. Here we rest in true companionship with young and old and old. The people that can join together the gifts and peace and love echo the family and little baby who brought these from above from above from above from above, from above. King Daddy asked if they would like to stay the night and spend Christmas Day at the castle but the goblins said they had their own Christmas Day traditions and politely declined. They all bid fond farewells and promised to see each other the next year, though the Goblin Queen promised a delivery of goblin tree decorations long before that. And the goblins eventually headed out into the darkness, where they were met by a sledge led by some of the stronger, more horse-like goblins. As they stood at the window and watched the sledge disappear from sight, King Daddy put his arm around Prince Isabel and she snuggled into his side. I'm very proud of you, little one, he said, and she smiled, then yawned. So am I, but it's bedtime for you, Queen Mummy said from her other side. And Princess Isabel hugged them both, then went to say goodnight to Ulred the Unicorn, who had a very large stocking hanging outside his stable, and to Harriet the Hare, who had a very small one just outside her burrow. And then she climbed the stairs to her room, put her very own princess stocking on the end of her bed, got into some cosy Christmas pyjamas, and snuggled in between the sheets. Though she wanted to stay awake and see if she might see Father Christmas, only a few minutes later, she was fast asleep. The end. Thanks for listening to our stories and a very Merry Christmas from all of us at the Story Forest.